The I-Star metric uh, and your invention of it is a very deep and substantive topic in itself. But could you, uh, for us just briefly now, take a stab at uh, explaining for your general public what the I-Star metric is and how it works? What started the research on iStar was the recognition that these new multicolorant inkjet systems were going way beyond what had come before in photography. Right? Traditional color photographs are just three dyes, cyan, magenta, and yellow. They're stacked, they're processed, but they're in a layer. If you were to cross-section it, you can see you've got a cyan layer, a magenta layer, and a yellow layer. Inkjet, especially when you get into 9, 10, 12 colors, it's doing all these interesting substitutions. Like it's saying, oh, that's a, that's a low chroma um, green. I can substitute a lot of gray in it and still come up with that green. I can add a green ink and get the green. I don't need to use the cyan and the yellow, which I normally would use if all I had was cyan, magenta, and yellow. So there's all this blending and changing going on. And, you, and so in order to be able to, to evaluate that and, 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 and um, sort of quantify what's going on, you need a metric that can, that can track all these different kinds of ways the colors would change in relationship to one another. And I honestly, when I started, I thought, I'm just going to use a color model like Delta E or Delta E 2000, and we'll just create a criteria set. Like if, if the if the colors fade by Delta E of five or six, we'll call that's the end point. Um, but it became really apparent to me that those color models really test color for color's sake. It's like if you isolate just two colors side by side and ask someone, can you see a difference? That's what they're designed to do. Where is this fantastic? Well, it's fantastic like in textiles or in the paint industry where you want to match, you want to match two colors. The guy who's painting your car door over because it got dented, he's got to get a color. It's got to match the fender. It's got to match precisely. And all your, again, you're just looking at color for color's sake. But that's not what we're doing with photographs. What we're doing with images, any kind of image uh, on paper, whether it be a painting or a photograph, is that your, your brain is processing the relationship between colors. And it's putting it in context. So you're picking out, you're doing shape, you're doing spatial recognition because your brain is looking at visual contrast between colors. Color models, different color difference models, don't look at contrast relationships. They just look at lightness and hue and chroma. They really don't evaluate visual contrast. This is essential to photography. This is when you look at a tone, a color and tone reproduction, you say, "Wow, that's a beautiful reproduction of the scene." Your brain is analyzing the relationships. So, iStar needed to be a. It needed to be an algorithm that looks at those color relationships the way an expert observer would look at it and say, oh yes, 
the image is lightning, it's losing contrast. Oh, there's a posterized thing that's going on in that corner because two colors are now out of whack with each other. And so it looks weird, it looks inverted. How do you rate that? iStar has to do all that. And, and it, was, it took five years of R&D to get it to work. So again, going back to why did I start Ardenburg? Because I said, now I want to put this into play. I want to see if we throw everything, the kitchen sink at it, is it, is it going to work? Or is it going to work some of the time, but not all the time? And I'm pleased to say that after 10 years of throwing just about every kind of process at it, from traditional chromogenic color to to black and white piezography systems that are on the market, to you know, just all sorts of different processes, that um, the I-Star metric has has not misranked anything. It 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 does what it's supposed to do. And that's very gratifying from a scientific and engineering point of view. It's, you know, I, I, will, I will conclude this part of the discussion with, with one observation. When I started publishing the Ardenberg test reports, I thought my audience was going to be engineers, color scientists, color experts that were doing color management, the manufacturers that were going to be interested in seeing what is Mark McCormick doing with iStar. And so I thought I, I didn't I didn't pull any punches. I just published the reports and published data and I and I wasn't I, I was really aiming it at, at, at a technical audience. Um, but as I as Ardenberg began to get more and more members and as I began to interact with those members and they would write me and we would they would ask me questions, I, I began to realize that Actually, the most of my most of my membership is printmakers. It is the printmaking community, and so I've I've been well aware that we we need to that if my audience is printmakers and and they and they don't have the color science background per se, or they don't have the technical engineering background to just look at those reports and figure it all on their own. The one gratifying thing about it is that you can just look at the before and after pictures. And just look at it visually, and you'll say, oh, I, I can accept that level of fade, or, oh, that's getting really weird. <laughs> and you can just see it. And you can just not worry about the math and the numbers behind it. But, um, but for those that actually want to understand it more, I, I think part of our mission now, and, and even in like the podcast we're trying to do and, and some of the other uh, publications, is we're going to try to bring along. I want to try to bring along and help the printmaking community understand what's in those reports better. I don't think the reports are going to get any less sophisticated. I think that it's a question of getting people to feel more comfortable about the information that's in them. And that that's a, that's an education process. It's a it's an evangelization process. And it's also recognizing that our that the community of of members are printmakers and they want to know how these things behave over time. <laughs>